Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. If you are a first-time listener, this is the podcast that is designed to help you do business better. I believe that there are some there are some very simple solutions to even the most complicated problems, and often we are the ones who make it far more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, I do run a business coaching company called Good Advice, and I love doing that. I love the work that I get to do. I love being able to help people have bigger, more scalable, profitable businesses, and ultimately just a bigger impact whatever that impact looks like for each and every different person. And so if you're a first-time listener, thanks for checking us out. You can know that I am brutally authentic, and so either I will be your style and you will like me, or otherwise you'll be like, you know what, I don't really like this guy. I don't really want to listen to this guy. And that is A-OK. So having said all that, I want to talk today about the difference between momentum and dysfunction. And occasionally I'll talk to business owners you know, it's really, it's it's the question of what are you waiting on in that I talk to a lot of business owners who there's a problem with their business, whether it, it's an issue with revenue, whether it's an issue with funding, whether it's an issue with an employee. Uh, I, I have this guy who I've been hanging out with. I see him probably once a week and uh, maybe every other week. And he always has a new story about this one employee. And it's almost like a saga now of, okay, well, what's what's the latest on your employee? Like what's the, what's the latest that's happened? You know, what's the crazy story of what this person has done now? Well, it's gotten to the point where I finally saw him yesterday and I said, is this person, does he do like phenomenal work? Like, is he, is he like God's gift to your company? I mean, is he just this amazing employee? And he was like, no, not really. His, his work's mediocre. And in fact, he just totally mismanaged a project. It was the budget was something like eighty thousand dollars, and right now they're up to around one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So they're hundred grand over budget. So he's he's not a phenomenal employee by any means. And so beyond all the stories that he had told me, on top of this, I was like, okay, well, it kind of sounds like what needs to happen, right? And I've had that conversation a lot with people. I remember I was working with a company where. They were talking about this really tough employee and they had been working on this employee for like something like two years. And this was back at my old consulting company. And I loved, and I was trying to think of like, what's the perfect answer to solve this? Like what, what have they not tried yet? And I remember my boss butted in and said, he said, you've done everything. You just haven't done what you need to do. Implying that it was time to let this person go. But I see this a lot in the sense of business owners who there's a problem. I mean, even think about, your business, and I don't know if you're a you know a savvy business owner, you've been around for a while, or if you're an entrepreneur, or, or maybe you're even somebody who you're a hopeful, you're a hopeful one day business owner, and you're you're stuck in the rat race of the nine to five, and you've always thought about you know what might happen next, and this is this is as much for you by the way as it is for anyone else, because essentially what we're talking about is we're talking about being assertive in problem solving, assertive in problem solving, and also being diligent about creating the circumstances you want out of life. You know, I, I very much, and I, I try to say this in a way that doesn't come across as like heartless or mean, but I talk to people sometimes where they're talking about their circumstances and, or someone says, I'm, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And I found, someone was telling me this the other day and I found myself, I just blurted it out. I said, you're busy because you want to be. 
And she's like, no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not busy because I want to be. I have this going on. I have this going on. And I said, yeah, yeah. Your, your life is what you want it to be. Which can sound kind of heartless. It can, it can seem kind of unempathetic. And hopefully people who know me know that, you know, I love people and I am very empathetically driven and I want to see people happy and successful and impactful. But, but often we, we operate out of this victim or out of this passive mentality in this mentality of inaction and you know i'm just waiting for something to happen that i need to happen and and life's just so it's so short i don't know if these things happen on its own and so i was driving the other day and i i was talking to someone and uh, on the phone and, and we were talking about a problem they had and then i hung up and i was playing over the conversation in my head and he was talking about how he couldn't get any customers and he was saying something like, I'm just, I'm waiting for momentum. I'm just waiting for that momentum to happen. And, and I'm waiting for the business to click and for me to get, get the customers that I want to get. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, it's really not momentum. Really what it is, is dysfunction. It's something dysfunctional in your business. And until you solve that dysfunction, things are never going to change. So to make this very tangible for you, let's talk about something that is dysfunctional for me. Online selling is very dysfunctional to me. I, when I first launched my business, I, I guess I had had this, and it's so funny because I've like, you know, told people not to do this ever since, but I kind of had this like, if you build it, they will come mentality of like, okay, the website's up, you know, I mean, like everyone's going to be going to it now. Everyone's going to be checking it out. And realistically, it's not that people don't like you. It's not that they don't support you. It's that your business is a drop in the bucket. And so they aren't thinking about you. You know, it's totally people are amoral to your business. Well, so I found myself developing a lot of traction locally and developing a lot of, uh, there's that word again, momentum locally. But online, it felt like nothing was really happening. And I was running ads. I was running like thousands of dollars in ads. I paid something like $15,000 in marketing. I had a couple of marketers who were helping me, helping me both of which were pretty much total flops um, and it ultimately didn't work out. And I kind of found myself thinking like, I just need to keep throwing money at this. I just need to keep putting money into it, keep running ads, keep, um, I, I got something like $10,000 about maybe four months ago. And the first place I went with that money was ads. And I had learned my lesson at this point, which whereas before I was running like these massive budgets and I began running like a $5 a day budget. Well, as I began thinking about this and I wasn't really seeing the traction happening in my business, I found myself walking into the trap of, okay, the online game isn't going to just click. There's not this element of momentum where if you run enough ads, if you make enough social media posts, suddenly now you have an online sustainable business. Instead, the issue is, even though it feels like you're waiting for momentum, really what's happening is there's an element of your business that is completely dysfunctional. And the sooner you realize that and embrace that, the sooner you, you can begin moving towards an actual real solution. So for me, what was the dysfunction? The dysfunction for me was not knowing how do I sell to someone who has never met me, who knows nothing about my brand, who knows nothing about what I offer, et cetera, et cetera. And this, this is not uncommon to anything that would happen in person. It's just that 
when I'm with someone in person, I'm, I'm pretty relatable and it's easy for me to talk to someone and it's easy to talk about their business and my business and what I can do for their business and some solutions they can try. And I was having lunch with a guy and he said, well, you know, I know you don't know much about my business, but what do you think are the biggest things for me to focus on? And I said, and he was like around like maybe a $2 million operation. And I said, well, I know that I said, I don't know anything about your business, but I know that most businesses around your range, their biggest problem is it's basically founder's syndrome. It's the person who's the owner who's built it up to this massive, you know, revenue, revenue generator now removing himself or herself from being the center of it and starting to delegate out to your employees and your team and, and relying on them to really scale your business in a way that's actually sustainable. And he was like, oh my gosh, it's like you've been stalking me. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm, I'm up at the crack of dawn and I'm working till nine or 10 o'clock at night because I'm trying to keep this business afloat. You know, I've, I've built some real momentum here and I'm just trying to keep it up and going. And it wasn't because I was a guru or a genius. It's just because that's, that's, you know, once you get a little bit of success and it's not like always the 2 million mark, you know, sometimes it's, you're making 200, 300 grand and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I want to grow this out to be something more meaningful. But at some point, you know, you're, you come up against the, the, the limiter of your T-I-M-E, your time. It's, I physically can't do any more for my business. And so for him, there's no solution to that other than legitimately solving the dysfunction he's, he's, he's facing. Well, for me, having this conversation with him, it's very easy for him to get an idea of what I can offer and what I can do because we're just, we're just having lunch. We're just casually talking about it. Well, Social media wise, people are scrolling, you know, a mile a minute. They're looking at your post or your ad or what have you for about maybe half a second. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's even like if someone reads it for like three seconds, it's already like a pretty well converting ad or well converting post because even that, even three seconds is a really long time. It's something like if someone goes to your website, and it hasn't loaded in a second and a half, they're going to bounce, they're going to jump ship, you know, they're going to move on to something else. And so you have to pack in a lot of attention and get someone's attention, get their focus on you in a very short, limited amount of time. It's a, it's a skill set that I did not naturally have. And it's something I was never really, you know, I've never really spent much time doing it. Well, a lot of people, the way they engage in this is, you know, they'll grab a meme and that'll be like their picture and that causes you to stop scrolling or they post something ridiculous or they, you know, one of the jokes in like the marketing world is like the 20 something year old kid who is, it's a picture in front of like a mansion or in front of a Lamborghini and you stop and you're like, oh, this person's rich. What's going on here? Right. And so some people do really skeezy ways to get your attention. But so for months, I, I was not able to create any traction online except outside of just like random, like, you know, what felt like inconsequential conversations that led to better conversations down the road. And so I finally committed myself. Okay, I was, I was like, okay, this is not going to solve itself on its own. I have to start thinking about how to solve the dysfunction in my business. And part of that looked like changing my terminology and so instead of talking about maybe just culture outright, which a lot of people don't know what culture is, started talking about motivated employees and engaged employees and, you know, getting you to that next level in your business revenue wise. Like maybe you run a $700,000 business, you're trying to get to a million dollars. 
But I basically started speaking in a language that my potential clients would understand. And I also, the other thing I, that I did is I started going very much all in to, uh, to video content because I had multiple people who were reaching out to me and who I was talking with. We were just batting ideas around. And I was like, man, I don't know how to show someone who I am online. And literally every person was like, you got to do video because video is your way to get in front of a camera and people to meet you and know you and be like, okay, yeah, I like this person or I don't like this person. All this to say, no amount of time was going to solve this issue for me. I had to choose to solve it. The same thing is true for you in whatever unhappy circumstance you have in your life. You're not waiting on momentum. Right now you're being held back by dysfunction. And it's the person who's had the problem employee for years. It's the startup that has been pre-revenue, which is where they're, they're developing a product and they haven't taken it to market yet. But they've been pre-revenue for two plus years. It's, it's very literally, it's, it's the company that they can't get the customers that they want. And they're just kind of hoping that the brand will take off at some point. These things, they will not happen on their own unless you make them happen. And also, I think what happens here is I think sometimes we have these limiting beliefs that keep us from wrecking. And I think part of it's ego, but also part of it is that we are, because our, our bias, these limiting beliefs keep us from seeing it for what it is, we never actually call it out as dysfunction. So here's a good example of this. I'll give you two good examples, actually. These are two actual businesses that I was talking to. One of them was a construction company, and they did residential work. And the guy was saying, I, I'm basically living from loan to loan. I have no cash, uh, which basically means they're not, they're not making enough money to pay off their bills. Basically, whatever they bring in, they're paying that out either on salaries for their employees or wages or um, you know, equipment, materials, what have you. So it's, they're basically not making any money. And he says, we're, we're bidding on these homes that are awful for our business they don't, we don't make any money on them and it costs a lot and it takes a lot of time to manage it. And so he's telling me this and says, what do I do? And I said, well, I would bid on better homes or I'd look at some commercial properties. You know, I'd look at uh, maybe a business that needs a builder or needs a contractor or in fact, go to a large contractor that needs some subcontractors and subcontract out your people. And, you know, if, if you're not making any money on the clients you have now, you need better clients. You need higher paying clients, which in my mind was, you know, a very simple answer. Well, I, I can't do that. Okay. Well, why can't you do that? Because we need those small, we need those small, meaningless, I don't want to say meaningless in a harsh way, but in terms of our revenue, these meaningless houses, because they pay the bills, we have to do them. But on the same token, and here's, here's like the irony of all this. It's, even as you're describing it, you can start to realize that it doesn't make sense. It's, it's the, the things are in contradiction with each other. Cause he was saying, you know, I, I have to have these to be able to pay my bills and I'm spending so much time on them that I don't have time to go do other better gigs. And there's a limiting belief in there somewhere. There's a limiting belief that's keeping you from making the decisions you absolutely need to make. Talk to another, the second example was a woman who owned a veterinarian clinic or actually no it was a uh, pet store and she was like all my employees quit within six months i've been turning over employees like a revolving door and so one of my first questions is always well what are you paying them so well, i'm paying a minimum wage and i guess in her state it was like eight something 
He said, oh, and this new like federal wage hike, 15 an hour is going to kill my business. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really scared. I'm going to be out of business, which is a separate conversation. And I, I said, well, why can't you pay more than eight an hour? Like, why can't you do 12 or 13 or heck, why can't you pay 15 an hour? And she said, cause we don't make enough money. Our customers don't pay us enough. We don't. And so <laughs> I get in these conversations and they're ultimately people who I decide, okay, you know what? We don't need to work together. Cause it's not, it's not going to work. But you provide an answer and someone says, and I feel like we all have this person in our life where you say, you should do this. And they say, well, that would never work. Here's why that would never work. Well, I can't do that. Well, it, it wouldn't. And it's, it's hard sometimes for us to accept that we are living in dysfunction. And so my encouragement to you, I, I have to plead with you. You chances are, you know, the dysfunction that's going on in your life, but you've decided to be comfortable with living with it. I'm miserable at this job, but I don't know if I can get another one. Maybe I don't really believe in my value, so I'll just stay in this job. Business is not doing well. It hasn't been a good year, but maybe next year will be better. There's a lot of hopefulness that I hear from people in their business and in their life. And man, I just got to encourage you. Your life is literally, in the circumstances you have, it's literally what you choose for it to be. So take ownership of that. Embrace that ownership and make it happen. I'm not saying that people don't have hard circumstances. I'm not even speaking like the bootstrap crap where it's like, oh, well, your life sucks. That's your fault. Because people go through really hard circumstances. I get it. I'm empathetic to that. But watch your mindset. Think about what your perception is for your life, for your business, what have you. And take control. Do what you can to change the circumstances. Turn dysfunction into momentum. And that happens by aggressively solving your problems. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy a previous podcast episode that's literally called Be Aggressive in Solving Problems. Also, you can email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. I have a fantastic interview coming later this week with Aaron Sanchez. You're going to love it. One of my favorite episodes, I really enjoyed talking with her. That'll go live probably on Thursday, so you can check that out. Otherwise, thanks so much for your support. Check out the website if you want help for your business. If you're trying to be a better manager, boss, what have you, you got to get into one of my programs. Super cheap price, but an incredible, amazing impact, and I'd love to work with you. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you later. See ya.